0: LUNCH DATE! What? Welcome to a very, very special lunch break. First off, it's kind of our first lunch break back on set. Yes. And um, we're taking the necessary precautions with this lovely COVID shield that Benson created. We don't we don't want to come back with too many people, obviously. So it's actually a perfect opportunity to try out an idea that we've had where we vary up the number of people on Lunch Break. Uh,
1: we've been trying to make Lunch Break work the best we can remotely, but we also miss being together um, and we're doing this as safe as we can. Um, and we also know that conversations are kind of different when it's one-on-one.
0: One-on-one, yeah. You know, maybe it's a little deeper. <laughs> maybe, you know, you, you have more, of the floor, you know, since it's only two people, so you could talk more. Right, right. And it's kind of like a date. It
1: is. I feel pretty lucky to have gone the first date here. How do you think of this pairing?
0: <laughs> the chance. Also, big shout out to our plus one from Patreon today, Delia Hao. Hey, Delia. Uh, sorry if I butchered your name.
1: We're eating uh, Taiwanese food, like you asked. So you're, you're kind of like the uh, the matchmaker. You, you chose a place for us to go to, and now we're having our, our
0: date. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you could say that. Thank you for setting us up. So it's gonna be a one-on-one conversation. to we'll get to know Wes. Get to uh, know Taylor. Yeah. And you know, I thought we'd start off by introducing each other. Should we reveal a little bit of ourselves? Also, because we have this shield, we don't need our masks.
1: Yes, we're, we're, gonna, we're about to eat. So uh, hopefully you eat without a mask. Gone? Um, that's what we're going to do. Yes. Wow.
0: Okay. Uh, why am I nervous? Yeah, like, yeah. Wow, like a first we're on a date. the <laughs> <laughs> nerves. And that laugh. I no, heard. That, that's how I am <laughs> on this too. Uh, Wesley Chan. Um, he grew up in Milbrae, California, yes. just in the bay. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Went to Taylor Middle School. Wow. That, because I knew because of my name. Um, I, I don't know the name of his high school. I think it's called Mills. Very good. Oh, it is okay. Yeah. And um, did you research? I mean, no. The Taylor, I th- mean, okay. we've so been This to is all from your memory. Yeah. Okay. If I needed to research, I would have had to research a lot. I'd say that I have an older brother, correct, named Brian, and you went to UC San Diego. A what do you call, what do you call it? It's something wow. else, and I should know that visual arts there major. There you go. Visual arts major. Wow. Um, that's where we met uh, Phil and Ted. That's um, correct. And they started their journey on Wong Fu. Brief summary, and you are <laughs> Cantonese, Asian-American, um, artist. <laughs> Visionary. <laughs> Visionary. <laughs> yeah. I, I said uh, yeah, uh, uh, that, you know, there's de- some descriptors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So th- th- these would be the things that I guess Taylor read on my, um, my dating profile that he's like reciting back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. So uh, Taylor, uh, Taylor Chan,
0: mm-hmm. uh, no relation,
1: um, mm-hmm, no. fourth generation, Cantonese-American.
0: Yeah, Cantonese too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, Taylor grew up in La Cañada, which is in Southern California.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, went to La Cañada High School. Mhm. Has two siblings. That's right. Garrett. Yeah. And, uh, um, oh my God, I'm blanking. It's okay. No, wait, I know, wait, no, I, no. <laughs> we had long Yeah, yeah, conversations.
0: yeah, 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 And I imitate her.
1: Yeah, um ma- <laughs> this is a, embarrassing. You have to cut this out. It was a
0: muh. I'm so
1: sorry, Morgan. No, it's cool. Morgan, um, you also went to UC San Diego. Yeah uh major and then he had uh taylor worked at uh the san diego asian film festival that's right where he was an editor and that's where we saw his first work and we're won over and the rest is history uh taylor does a lot here what he came in for was was editor but he does so much more and um you can ask anyone on the team you can ask anyone that's met him
0: well, this is better uh, is it a one-up my intro <laughs> 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 I, way more. I knew how to
1: like go above the bar taylor is is an amazing mediator. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very apparent and necessary in any group of friends. You know, the Avengers have their Hulk. We have a I'm Taylor. I'm Mark
0: Ruffalo. <laughs> My um, Yeah, so that's
1: yeah, the, so that's, the that's, it. that's
0: it. If you didn't know that stuff, welcome.
1: If you want to know more, there's 20 facts about Taylor.
0: Commonality. Yeah. Family. We have older brothers. Uh, not the only ones in the office with older brothers, but yeah. Uh, I know that you've looked up to him a lot, but I guess I never really asked you too much about like kind of what it was like.
1: We've been close as in we never, we never like fought over anything. We weren't the siblings that got into fights a lot. I mean, I'm four years younger, so I, when I was little, I probably like threw some tantrums uh, because he wouldn't play Mm -hmm. or watch cartoons with me. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: So you guys weren't, let's say like, Best friends growing up. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: I think in college, I think most people, most siblings get closer in college. Usually, it's like you realize uh, you have shared interests, and you can get past all the the growing up. I think, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of being a kid, it's nice to have someone you can just say the most random thing to, and, and they'll get it. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I feel it sounds lucky. like you have like very similar interests though, and I feel I, I didn't know if like it came from your brother mm-hmm. or because um, you guys grew up with the same material, and you guys.
1: Probably both. Uh, I think I was influenced in the way that, yeah, I got hand-me-downs in in the way of interests. Like yeah. he likes insects and and model making. Um, yeah. The thing is, he's way better and like way more knowledgeable <laughs> <Yeah>. about <laughs> all that stuff. Like we, I don't talk about him a, a lot because obviously, uh, usually the conversation just goes to more about like, tell us more about Brian. No, no, no. <laughs> I
0: feel like you all you always like you always um. I'll slip him. Pop him day. up too yeah, for sure yeah. and like talk about how accomplished he is and. I was like, oh. I always wondered if like that was uh, like it was, it was almost like an idol.
1: There's things about my brother that I really admire, but yeah. um, I don't want to be him. Mm. Yeah, he's just the older bro that he does a lot of cool stuff, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like my, my brother, I, I definitely think played a big part in growing up too. I guess maybe we were closer growing up than you and Brian. I think I might have taken it for granted. Like my brother definitely looped me into his friend group a lot when they would come over and by choice yeah yeah I didn't think it was even like I de- he definitely could have said no I don't know if I would let a younger brother yeah. kind of into this uh, friend group <laughs> so easily and uh, and I feel like because of the hanging out with him and his friends a lot like I, I gained a lot of interests and got access to a lot of culture mm. I guess through them like movies mm. and even like making videos because mm. of my brother maybe like me learning about movies and having interest in film through my brother was like how Wes maybe had interest in even like, um, yeah, insects or like even like design in some ways. Mm
1: -hmm. I think like having an older brother, it makes you um, see the reality of an interest Mm -hmm. come true, right? Mm -hmm. So like, oh, he likes that thing and he's doing it now. There's there's an opportunity to do that, too, if I wanted to. Or they kind of lead the way in terms of um, what things could be cool. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to always follow along those things, but I think that's what I've realized now. It's
0: How did you kind of fall into film then? Are you asking because you want to know? I, I, I don't necessarily know <laughs> fully. It's like... Taylor, so many times. If it was like this like active choice, to mm. like, I'm going to be a filmmaker, you know what I mean? I, I
1: went to UCSD uh, thinking I could be, I, I can learn design. Mm-hmm. I got there and then the first thing that the um, advisor tells you is, uh, we don't do graphic design here. And I was like, what? Um, okay, so I kind of had to switch uh, in between the major. There's like m- the d- departments that you had to choose. Mm-hmm. But basically I, was, I picked a few film and video classes, because I was, I was always into it, but I, I told myself not to major in it. I didn't think I could climb the ladder of, of production and, and be like, from going from a PA to a director felt like impossible to me. Mm-hmm. But I started taking these film classes and obviously it was fun and I was I was okay at it. Yeah. Um, and that's where I met Phil and Ted and we were making videos on like in class and out of class. I think knowing that I could design, that was the main goal, I mm-hmm. could do that but being able to explore film and video was fun. The fact that it kind of switched and that became the primary after graduating and that became the life, that wasn't expected. But I think, like a lot of things, it kind of, you roll with the punches and see what works and what doesn't.
0: Yeah, and it worked. Did it work? I, it hey, I For me, personally, I think it worked, Wes. Okay, all right. Just to give you a chance to eat too. Like, I, <laughs> at UCSD I was communication and I think people like that flexibility, especially if they don't necessarily know where they're, where they want to go yet but they like the realm of media mm-hmm. you know um, I used it as like a backup plan to potentially go into advertising I didn't know if I was going to be going into film Did
1: you I, heard, have you ever heard of the UCSD ad club? no I was like an officer in that
0: oh so. maybe it was hopefully it was still around when I was there I, I didn't even hear about it yeah no one talked about it but I what I ended up finding at UCSD was a film a film org called Train TV mm-hmm. so essentially that was my Wong Fu that was my Phil and Ted, that like allowed me to dabble in them more and, and um, roll with those punches. Mm-hmm. Years later, you, Wong Fu, has been very prolific when it comes to romantic short films. I was even, before Wong Fu, um, loved those videos, your short films, Phil's short films about stages of love or um, just introspection about your future and romance. You've developed a voice for that. Mm. People look up to you for that. Even though you don't like feel as an expert, I'm sure like, did you ever feel like that, that other people saw you that way or um, um, outside of Wong Fu?
1: I think um, what I've noticed is people do, friends, uh, do come and talk to me because they think I'm easy to talk to <laughs> or like I am a good listener. And, uh,
0: <laughs> I, I realize that. Do you, do you appreciate that? Or is I, I do. There's a lot yeah. of pressure though. Yeah.
1: Um, I think I'm an expert of not knowing.
0: Yeah.
1: I think like usually if you're an expert or a pro at something, it's like you know everything about it. But I think I'm an expert on not knowing things. And me being very upfront about that is probably what people uh, connect
0: with. So this pressure?
1: One, it's a pressure, a creative pressure to uh, tell something uh, that hasn't been done before by you or someone else. Mm hoping it'll be perceived the right way. And, and if you left something out, it's not because you didn't think it was important, but this is just one viewpoint. Yeah. I think so. I mean, the, the pressure has been good uh, in, in terms of like just encouraging me to, to make stuff. I, I've definitely had low points in, in my creative confidence. And I think my friends pushing me to, to make stuff, that's been the main reason I was able to get out of that.
0: So to to jump into criticism, because mm. I think this is one thing we don't really talk about too much on on. Fu, But it's something I noticed and I relate to now that I've like also kind of made videos on channel and stuff like I remember first coming to Wong Fu and like it was around the time of A World Away Mm. and um, it was a great, great short film. It was it was correct me if I'm wrong. It's also one of the first short films that kind of ventured into the sci fi heavily I was really new to Wang Fu still so it was one of the first projects I saw that were like you were like really responding or or kind of affected affect, affected yeah. by like a lot of the comments and like mm. not that I agreed with them but it was more like oh like I've never seen this vulnerable side of a YouTuber before and like I later on I would see it from I knew everyone else that has written stuff mm. the channel I've even had to experience it but if you remember
1: I do um so some context the world away is a it's a long distance story
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh it's just that the two people happen to be living on two different planets. Yeah, Like science fiction, action uh, genre is something that I really like, a lot of the people in the office like. Mm-hmm. It's just fun, fantasy is fun. Eventually you're gonna wanna like, do some of that yourself. I always like to challenge myself and oh, how, how can we frame this in a way that is in the world or is in the context that's sci-fi, cause that's so fun and mm-hmm. I wrote and shot this short in London um, and you know over, uh, a few days, yeah. uh, brought it back, had Kenson work on the visual effects. My brother worked on 3D modeling, Kenson did music. Mm. It became a very ambitious project. We tried the hardest. It, it came out okay. The reception was bad,
0: No, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: was mixed, I guess. Uh, and I, I guess I'm spoiled because I've been the response to my stuff has usually been pretty positive. Our audience generally, a Wong Fu audience is very receptive and positive. and this is the first time they saw something that they didn't recognize or was half baked and um, I understood I, I, I understood why and I was I was pretty defensive and very yeah introspective about it. Yeah, and these are the lessons I've learned like when you have when you are that ambitious, there's gonna be things that aren't fully developed and
0: no, no I also don't even know if I understand you know. For sure. And like I feel like I've been on the other side. Like when I was watching, mm. kind of like witnessing kind of how it affected you. And I, I was like, saw myself as like the commenters before, you know, I was mm. like, oh, like someone that's say what, how they feel with no repercussions. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, but like finally being an intern at Wong Fu and seeing how much of you heart you put into this project and how much grind Kenson and everyone, I was like, man, this is something so special that. And I feel like viewers don't understand necessarily how much of like yourself goes into projects more than like a vlogger or, I had like this switch too, where I was like, man, like when I, when I watch anyone else's work now, mm. I have to like kind of take a step back more. You're you know seeing I mean?
1: this. Yeah. Right, when their world was like so wide and then their, the best of the best got put into this. Yeah. yeah.
0: Especially when you're doing something new and like you're, you're kind of being more vulnerable by exploring something new that you've never done before, that it's not met with um, what you, ex- the reception that you might expect, it's very heartbreaking. It is. Yeah.
1: That that's been a challenge, like uh, knowing the balance between um, kind of staying in your lane and, and and progressing and and moving to other genres. I think I've always wanted to push and and show that we can do other things and that we have other interests, but mm-hmm. when that's met with um negative criticism first it makes you doubt if you should and then it makes you doubt if your own ability is there
0: yeah
1: the lessons learned is i'm still very proud of that project yeah yeah uh i'm I'm happy that it's on the channel because i feel like it it is a step in a direction that um if we wanted to go down we could which projects do you feel because you've written a lot now taylor
0: yeah it's kind of crazy you've written more (laughs) than i have i mean it's 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 a different capacity. I, yeah, like I think Vantage Points was mm. one that I kind of felt that a lot with, mainly because I haven't written drama that much before. And I thought it was like a, it was also one that I, I, I thought would be a strong concept and I thought with a satisfying payoff. And, it, it, and I also, at this point, like you said, I acknowledge a lot of the faults in it and I've learned a lot from it. But like immediately after and seeing the reception and it was almost me, me acknowledging that I have a, lo- a long way to go. This, so there's a lot of reflect- I, reflection during that time.
1: Well first, I mean, I, I, I think it's a strong concept. I don't think the comments and feedback can prove it's a strong concept or not. Like that still stands. It, it was clever. I think the pressure and, and what you're feeling is there was a lot of, internally, there was a lot of eyeballs on the short because we, we had been asked to do a L- LGBTQ story for so long. Yeah and because we had we asked for friends input and stuff so that we can be accurate and be be authentic um it kind of evolved into a bigger project right i think that one was received
0: i i understand there was definitely parts of it it's very dialogue heavy you know what i mean and my voice isn't necessarily as mature or as like refined as other writers and so and it also it it asked the viewer to accept this as like authentic before it reveals it's mm, true that it's Scripted so it, it, it's a challenge as a creator to even dive to throw yourself into that kind of concept It's true It, it missed the mark on some things I acknowledge and um, that would have made it work better as a concept maybe as an artist Yeah, I think I think that's when I got a first taste of that mm. That feeling and, and like having to come around to like seeing this just like something that I need to learn from and falling in fall, falling on you guys to as like support to get me through and to get me creating again.
1: It's 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 a rite of passage to yeah. uh to to create something that um, might not hit the marks, but I'm glad that we both felt that we fell short on trying something new because we tried at least we tried something new. Right. I think that broadens uh, our horizons and, and our abilities. So cheers
0: to that. Cheers, cheers to that through this screen. Yeah, yeah. Borrowed some prompts from this game called We're Not Really Strangers. Uh, we thought we'd ask each other some okay. of these prompts. Okay. First prompt. What's something about me that's strange or unfamiliar to you?
1: Strange is a, is a hard word. <laughs> <one. laughs>
0: yeah, you know, not necessarily negative. I'll go first because we travel a lot together. Yeah. <laughs> There's one thing that I you do you do a lot that I think is so funny. It's like endearing, but I never really understood how you could do it. And it's like you, you fall asleep on the bed on top of the comfor- comforters with like your clothes yeah. like still on and um, you pass out like really quickly. Mm. Um, but you're so comfortable and so at peace, and like, and uh, like and yeah. there's people talking around you in the hotel room, and you're, you're framing it in a very nice way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I fall asleep very easily. Uh, probably have a slight case of narcolepsy, um, but there's been way too many nights that I'll I'll fall asleep um, in the exact position and clothing situation without the, sh- the sheets even touched. Like, I don't even need the bed, just give me like a little sliver and I'll, I'll be fine. The first thing I thought <laughs> of and this isn't, um, you, you eat chicken nuggets without any sauce. Yeah. I don't think I could do that.
0: I, yeah, and you
1: I'm, know. Yeah, I'm, I'm very um, privileged in that sense. You'd prefer because you don't like the sauces or you just like the taste of the nugget so like by itself.
0: you know what, it might be stem from me not wanting to get sauce on my fingers or like the mess of sauce.
1: It's laziness.
0: Yeah, cleanliness. even even like the idea of taking like the the peel off the sauce packets and having that that little flap <laughs> faced up and like knowing that I'm gonna have to pick that up I, later. I take it off completely. Yeah, yeah. second reason. I think sometimes the sauce overpowers the flavor of a, a nugget or meat steak or something. and I like, that a bit more
1: that's a very Cantonese way of, of thinking you know oh really uh Cantonese cooking is about the natural flavors and and things to accent the natural flavor that's there oh and yeah sometimes you don't even need that much yeah so we'd be um really easy to travel together because uh I could fall asleep anywhere and you don't even need sauce or
0: yeah that that's <laughs> we don't require a, a lot yeah <laughs> simple simple <laughs> men COVID time has been very challenging hmm. for a lot of people what's like one good memory that from this time, from 2020, during during these quarantines?
1: Uh, I've had a lot of good memories. Uh, I'm lucky enough to say that. I had some good talks with, with my parents, uh, deeper talks with my parents. That probably wouldn't have happened as, as quick or as easily.
0: Uh, like, what did they go better than expected? Is that why, or? Um you end up getting closer to them because uh, of it. they.
1: So with my dad, uh, it it became a long. It was all over text, which I'm really happy about because it's kind of like documented. Mm. But uh, there were conversations that I didn't I didn't expect to happen. And, and with my dad, a lot of the times it's um, repeated information or lecturing, not in a bad way. It's just like parent lecturing the same few things. And he sent me a video clip, and it turned it into this big conversation about um, morality and and life and ethics, I was really surprised. Because um, sometimes, on text, especially, you don't expect a conversation to go on and on. Yeah. Especially with parents, I think. And it became a, a very long conversation. there was the first time I realized, well, this is like something we've never talked about and it doesn't feel like I'm talking to my dad. And the other one was, was with my mom about, like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Mm. It's, I, I remember yeah. it because uh, it was so emotionally charged mm-hmm. and, um, and we had never talked about that before. Yeah, w- within COVID uh, times, our world has changed a lot. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I, I, very early on, um, we had like this Zoom call as just, just my extended family, you know what I mean? Kind of a similar thing. It was us seeing each other, knowing that everyone can't see each other right now. People are from across the country. There'd just be a lot of like moments of vulnerability from like family members that like I just didn't see before. It was really nice. It was really special. And it was kinda like we would we have seen each other or been in the same room before, but we didn't necessarily get to the same heart right. that we did on a Zoom call. So it brought a lot to light. I think and that was a good memory.
1: Because I've heard that kind of a similar experience mm-hmm. a lot of people. I think it's because you feel safe in your own. Uh, place, but you're connected to people still. And I think that environment, it, it gives way to a lot of deeper conversation, even if it's with people you know in your whole life.
0: Mm. We got some questions from Patreon. We're gonna answer some quick ones. Uh, Marvin Dohey, he's, he's asking, have I built the X-Wing model that Wes gave me? Have yet? you, Taylor? The answer is no, but it's, be, it's out of fear. <laughs> what? Cause I haven't built a model in a long, long time. I, I do. I do really like the gift.
1: I we went on a trip to Asia. I bought it, it was like Christmas time, and I bought Phil and, and uh, Taylor these Star Wars model kits. I got one too, yeah. and I was like, oh, this would be fun. Either build together, or maybe they'll build it.
0: It will be fun. It still will be fun. All right. Okay. Thank you for that.
1: All right. Rebecca wants to know, what do you do when you experience burnout from work? What's your, how's your method changed
0: over the years? Especially right after a big project and stuff, right? We both Do mm-hmm. you honest, I, I feel like burnout for me is like also a lack of, like needing re-inspiration. Mm-hmm. Most. It's like, it's like period that's like relax and like de-stress. But part of it's also like something that takes, gets me to, get back to work.
1: What, what's your first, like, where do you go for inspiration?
0: It's like, it's both a leisure and an inspiration. It's, it's, it's just watching more stuff,
1: mm. you know? When you're uh, in those places, you often don't want to because mm. you're like, you'll feel bad about your own stuff, but the brain works in weird ways.
0: Yeah, you gotta watch the things that are definitely very unattainable.
1: Yeah. Or, or totally not like a d- genre, totally yeah. a different genre. So not just
0: nostalgia films, like films that you've watched hundreds of times and you just need to watch it again to mm-hmm. remember why you love that movie. What about you?
1: Let's go for a walk. I think that, that helps a lot. To this day, some of my best, will I say best? I make a lot of progress when I shower. I've actually gone to take a shower knowing that this will help me. When I'm in the shower, the ideas come. For some reason, the, it's. The, uh, the,
0: the water stimulates the nerves. Maybe. Blub, and like. Blub, blub, blub. How long would it take in the shower? You know, they'll be, they'll be quick. You quick. Know. Yeah, you're not, you're not wasting too <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right? Um, and sometimes you write it. You know, you write it uh, on the, um, ooh. so that you won't forget. Now, these things happen. It's just like this.
0: Oh man, I should get some doors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, these people usually sing. You know, it's, uh, Linda wants to know, what is something you've both learned from each other that has helped you become who you are today? I've learned from Taylor, be even less judgmental. And I, I thought I was before, but when you meet people and you get to know them, eventually your own lens, your own filter for that uh, what you think of them will be put on. Seeing Taylor and knowing Taylor and seeing how he communicates has helped me like take off that lens and just see people uh, the way that they want me to know them versus what I think they are. I think you're good at that. That's nice. And that, you're, you've made me realize like parts of myself that I could uh, be better at too. And that's what good friends are, right? Yeah.
0: You, you taught me to be a better person too. I think I think you, told, you taught me to be more vulnerable. One thing I think you're good at um, not, a, not only as a filmmaker, but just like through um, conversations and one-on-ones with people, you're, you're able to call out your own faults and speak openly. It, you take time to find the right words, and I think I, I try to put that in practice a lot too, mm. or I'm trying to more. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this first one-on-one version of Lunch Break. Lunch
1: date. Lunch date. Um, this just proves how much, like we touched a speck. Definitely a spec. But hopefully you guys liked it, Um, that was fun for me.
0: I liked it, I thought it was insightful, I learned stuff.
1: Yeah, this is a a platform, a context that we can ask questions that we always wanted to know.
0: Yeah, Um, let us know if you want to see more of this type of format on Lunch Break and uh, what other pairings
1: you'd want to see. Yeah, if it's not a sandwich, is it?
0: Alright, well thanks to our plus one, Delia Ho, Um, if you want to join Patreon you get to Submit questions for us to answer, get to be featured on lunch break, and you get to be part of a really creative community um, where we get to share, share a lot of ideas. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And check out uh, wangfustore.com for designs like this. Uh, we're always making new stuff.
0: Yeah, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.